0: Welcome to Cleveland Moto, a vintage motorcycle podcast by people who wrench and ride. We'll be bringing you Vin Moto chat each week, so sit back, relax, and crack a beer. Or play us over the speakers in your shop while working on your latest project. Cleveland Moto. Here's your host, Phil Waters.
1: Our two unit is go. Excellent. It's some time for another thrilling edition of the Cleveland Moto Podcasts. It's Phil and Dustin tonight in the 45 Garage. We're doing this one live from the actual work area, of the 45 Garage, instead of the studio. Uh, it's worked out so well for us in the past. So, uh, th- think think we keep doing them from here. I really like it. It's it nice is. to be in the garage, be surrounded by motorcycles and uh, smell of oil, gas. Yeah, it is, and it's got that kind of. It, it gets you into that that spirit of being as we come around the uh, come around the spring season now to be back in a game of. Working on bikes. And I can smoke. Mm hmm. Dustin can smoke as we go. Can't so, smoke in the studio. Not in the studio. Yeah. Sick so, enough. Dustin's got a CB750
0: up on the lift here. What year is this one? Well, it's a merger of years. Uh, the the frame uh, came in as uh, a turd with a seized motor. Uh, kind of hacked up a bit, too. Uh, That's how I figured out the motor was seized. It was a 74. And uh, somebody had uh, done a nice little head job on it And instead of removing the motor They just cut the, the yeah, frame right. rails out Two out of the three frame rails is an right trick So you
1: could lift the top end of the motor off Without taking the motor out of the frame You cut two out of the three, three frame rails Now, one of the parts of that trick Is that you're supposed to put those frame
0: tubes back And somebody does sell a kit Right, yeah To do that To put them back, yeah uh, the, this, the, the previous owner of this bike decided not to do that Yeah and they so, also decided to use a whole lot of orange RTV on their gaskets <laughs> while putting their motor back together, which I pretty much determined was the death of the motor.
1: They basically glued their motor together, but in the process, did they cover up a
0: uh, an oil port? Uh, I'm not exactly sure what happened because you know they'd obviously ridden the bike enough right. to to bas- basically annihilate uh, the, left the, the, yeah, the, yeah. the left side of the camshaft. Yeah, completely destroyed the left side of the left The left cam bearing was just gone. It was just... So you got to be careful when you
1: use RTV or any of the... Uh, I mean, we use, say, RTV, which is a generic term for any of the uh, gasket-in-a-tube type things. You know? Liquid gasket. Liquid, Liquid gasket. Permatex. Uh, all these things, when you get in there, uh, the old rule about a little's good, so a lot's better does not hold true. Just skin that stuff on there, and you'll be fine. Uh, you don't need to have a lot of it. A lot of the guys are recommending going with the spray on our TV now. So you can use the, the actual comes in aerosol can. It's a spray. Mm-hmm. And you can just give it a light fogging. And this way, you know you get that real thin, like, you know, 3 mil thickness uh, that you're hoping for. Something. I mean, if if it's thick
0: enough that you can leave a thumbprint in it, it's probably too thick. One well, other thing too is to always remember the word anaerobic, mm-hmm. which means that the gasket material, that the, the sealant itself, doesn't harden all right. the way. Yeah. It doesn't turn into hard glumps no. of rubber right. that will clog oil ports. Mm-hmm. You know, any little bit that might seep in will, you know, I'll, I'll say hopefully wash away. It's gonna go somewhere. Yeah, right. And you hope it goes into your oil filter right. and you know and, and You'll never see there. it again. Yep. That's exactly it. And the other thing too uh, that I learned, which is a great way to, to apply it, is just to put a tiny dab mm-hmm. on a Q-tip. Oh yeah. And paint it, paint it on, onto the gasket. Basically, paint it on so it's just a little foggy layer. Sure. And that little foggy layer will do as much sealing as you're going to need for that area that you're going to put it on. Mm. The uh, so this is this bike's heading for a cafe racer project. It is, and I forgot to mention the other year. of The bike is what the motor is. The motor that I actually did rebuild came out of a, a very, um, blue <coughs> very blue, very uh, blue CB 750. It was a '72, and the motor was nice. Gorba, uh, Gorb
1: is the bartender over at the Spitfire. Oh my God, is that where the bike came from? Yeah, and Gorb has this collection of bike, uh, collection of bike stuff. And Gorb lives in a second or third story walk up. In uh, Lakewood, and his Lakewood, Ohio, for the uninitiated, yeah, Lakewood, Ohio, and he, in uh, his garage, isn't so much a garage. Is he's been allowed in his building to take over the stairwell, so the stairwell <laughs> is this elaborate system of part storage. And you get into the place, and you're just looking at now. Only he knows what's what and where it is. So I went in, and I made it was. You know, we've all done this. We've all made a deal with somebody over a bar. You know, over at the bar, Mm -hmm. you get a beer or two, you get a cocktail in you, and this idea comes up of you know, you give me eight hundred bucks, and I'm going to give you all the CV750 parts I have, and a complete rolling bike. And so you go, all right. It was it was nearly complete and kind of rolling. Okay, yeah. And you're like, I can't get hurt on this deal. Eight hundred bucks for all the CV750 parts you have. And he's like, and there are multiple motors in this. Okay, there are more. there's more than one motor in this deal. So, me being the guy I am, I very rarely get smoked on a deal. I'm like, yeah, let's go ahead, Gorb. Let's, I, I want this deal. I get to his stairwell. And me and James' brother Wayne and Gorb, we load this stuff out of his third story walk-up. And like, the stuff just keeps coming. So if you need any Honda cd 750 parts, I probably got you covered. There's some there's some cool old stuff in there too. And if Phil doesn't have it, I probably have it laying on the floor in my garage right now. (laughs) Right now, six feet from us. If if I don't have it, six feet from you, about a foot behind me. Yeah, (laughs) my warehouse is turned into my warehouse is turned. We've shelved it. We put all the stuff up on shelves. And I've told Dustin. I've told other people like these are the keys to the warehouse. Go over, look at the shelves, grab anything you need, take it, complete your project. Uh, because there are. There's a, a wealth of parts there. But this particular roller had been, I don't know, like, would you say that the color was like a turquoisey color? I would say turquoise, yeah. Turquoise? So somebody handed a kid a can of turquoise spray paint and said, Paint my motorcycle.
0: Yeah, I was like, Jimmy, you go paint daddy's motorcycle. All right. <laughs> well, Jimmy painted the tires. Jimmy painted the sprocket. Jimmy painted the grease on the chain. <laughs> there was not an inch of this bike that was not it didn't turquoise. Have some overspray of turquoise on it. It was amazing. The fact that that motor looks like it came out of
1: the factory. I mean, that motor looks brilliant, just sitting there on a bench. That took a lot of work. I'm sure it did, because that is ridiculous. The amount of nooks and crannies on a cd 750 motor. Um, you know, they finned everything on that motor, and they didn't. They, they left no surface of that motor unfinned. So the fact that it's sitting over there clean and shiny and looks like it's
0: ready to go into a bike is really awesome. Well, the unfortunate thing about it was under that layer of turquoise yeah. was a layer of black. Oh, so they primed it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know if it was primer or they painted it black and then decided sure to paint it turquoise. i sure it life is black and then it got painted. Yeah, so turquoise. the turquoise was coming off and then the black had to go. I, uh, basically, what I had to do, and, and this is only something to do if you're going to paint your motor. And heed my warning on this. I used oven cleaner. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Oven cleaner is not nice yeah, it's to extremely aluminum. Extremely caustic to aluminum. Yeah. Yeah, it etches it yeah. badly. Yeah. But if you're gonna paint it anyway, it's okay, you know. And don't
1: leave it on there for seven or eight days. No, no, I get it off. I
0: left it on for maybe ten minutes, and I hit it with a power washer. Yeah, get it on, get it off. It'll do a pretty decent job. That's
1: really cool. So Cafe Racer projects coming together on the Mm -hmm. CD 750. That's really neat. And you're planning to have this bike ready for when Uh, mods and rockers July seventh. This year's going to be July seventh. which is really fun. Cleveland Uh, mods and rockers. The Cleveland mods versus rockers event was a huge success last year. We had so many more people out. Than we were ready for Uh, They did this ride Neil organized a ride That the scooters went one way And the motorcycles went the other way And somehow they synced back up It was amazing Like like the way they were meant to It was absolutely amazing Unbelievable that they hooked that back up again So really looking forward to it this year Uh, The big news is that we're going to have a new shop Uh, We've been working feverishly That's why there haven't been any podcasts I know we've gotten your emails uh, We've gotten your cards and letters about there not being any podcasts recently. And the reason is we're opening a new shop. Not getting rid of the old Lakewood shop. We're adding a mentor shop. So we'll have a west side shop and an east side shop. The focus on the east side shop will be more motorcycles than scooters, predominantly our vintage uh, restorations and cafe racers.
0: I heard it has a really cool name too. It does. It's called Cleveland
1: Moto. Hey! hey, 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 hey. <laughs> as though somebody saw that coming. Yeah, really. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, the shop's called Cleveland Moto. We thought it was such a great idea for the uh, for the web address. We thought it would work good as the shop uh, the shop handle as well. So Cleveland Moto for all your uh, all your fun stuff and. The uh, shop's on Menor Avenue. It's uh, just a little bit east of 306. We're not doing a heavy push. This is not an advertisement. We don't ever want it to be an advertisement. This is no, bikes. No, 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 not at all. Uh, we're here to have a great time. The other thing that's they're going to try to do this year, because now last year the event was in August, and it was yeah, hot as late. balls. Oh my God, it was terrible. It was crazy hot. So they're doing it this year, July 7th, so it's going to be, the weather will be more moderate. Uh, it's hopefully. nice. It's it's, it's pre mid Ohio. It's pre mid Ohio. Which is very cool. Which is kind of cool. Yeah. Right. So we're really excited about that. So I'll actually have some money left before the event.
0: Well, <laughs> so. as as will a lot of the other you know vendors and and folks that were courting right, right. to come in because I'm come in and do things. Yeah. I'm, I'm actually on the committee with James yeah. and uh, and Ben Childs and a bunch of the other guys. Oh, yeah. uh, uh, I I was. Doled out to the the uh, duty of entertainment this year.
1: You're the entertainment coordinator. Yes. Oh, are so, uh, we gonna have a
0: dump tank? Well, no, a uh, musical entertainment. Oh, musical entertainment. So right. I've I've been I've been courting a few uh, you know rockabilly, rock and roll, cool. you know, good old classic biker music. Yeah, and, and Cleveland has no shortage of great music. So yeah, yeah. let's get these guys to work. One well, of the great things too is all the bands I'm talking to, they're all into bikes and cars and, oh, yeah. and anything with a, oh, a gasoline engine in it. So you know.
1: Uh, Kevin from the 45 Spiders.
0: Oh, yeah. I'm, I, I think they're almost a it
1: I love these guys. I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty really, sure they're doing it. Um, if you're out in podcast land and you want to look up something, look up 45 Spiders. They've got a great garage surf, tiki, all Amazing. the crap I'm into. Amazing. Uh, I could sit and listen to these guys, just loving them. And he also pinstripes bikes. <laughs> and he's done some work for me that you can't believe. Um, just a all-round amazing cat like uh, I didn't really I guess I didn't appreciate you know he works in the sewers all day
0: yeah I know <laughs> uh,
1: so he's got kind of the he's uh, knee-deep in shit right he's knee-deep in shit all day long and then comes back and turns out some of the most amazing paint uh, striping and he carves tiki gods I mean he's a fucking Renaissance man uh, so good for him so I'd uh, love to see the 45 spiders come out.
0: Well, I, I just love that he's into the whole moto culture. Yeah, he is, and his band plays you know music that the whole moto culture is into. So yeah. you know these guys will be up there on stage playing, and you know that they they love every machine that is out there in the yeah. parking lot. They're probably going to be more interested in checking out the bikes and the people yeah. and the just the culture there. You know they're going to run up and do their set, and yeah,
1: and he's and, got a cool Ford Stratoliner, <laughs> uh which is just a. Gorgeous push-button convertible car. Dude's but, got about eight cool cars.
0: Yeah, he does. <laughs> and
1: yeah. it's funny because he, uh, I, you know, I'm totally gay. I'm sorry, I'm totally Camaro.
0: Yeah, Camaro. For, uh, yeah, that's right. We've totally about Camaro, that. Camaro, Camaro. Camaro for uh, <clears throat> for,
1: uh, for 60s and 70s Econolines. And he's another guy that's got a, a really sweet. You know, well, that's his
0: band you know, van. Early 70s. They haul all their gear know, to the gig in that it's brilliant, that yeah. beautiful van. Yeah, I love that stuff. Yeah. So, what? I mean, he's. I even hired him. I mean. It's, I'm sure we brought this up before, but I, I do work in commercial production. I, I've rented cars off of him. Oh for, yeah, for commercials. For commercials. Oh
1: yeah, oh, it's fantastic. Yeah, so that's cool. I mean, that's one of the fun things about it. We're, we're all kind of looking forward to our Mods vs Rockers event as well. The uh, there's, I mean, obviously every city has got something going on. If your city doesn't have something going on, make it happen. Because there's, make your own mods and rockers. Make your own Mods vs Rockers. Yeah, Mods vs Rockers. One, it's it's eat it. easy. Yeah, I mean, it's it is the most overplayed thing on the planet, but it is a lot of fun. And you have people in your town that ride vintage scooters and you have people in your town that ride vintage motorcycles and those two people desperately
0: want to hang out together. So, absolutely. Yeah, I, I already have I've got a couple guys from Detroit coming down for this. They're staying at my oh, house. Cool. I've got a whole crew Were for these uh, do the ton guys? Yeah. Oh, yeah, really? Mike, uh, Big Mike, Mike did Catalano, <laughs> that came down last year. Yeah, they did. They did he's coming yeah. down. I think he's bringing, he's bringing someone else. I've got about five guys from Pittsburgh already signed up, ready to go. Oh, All right, that's they're cool. they're rolling in, and i was starting to get a little worried. I'm like, oh, hey, look, I don't, I don't have that much space at my house, but the Pittsburgh guys are like, oh no, we're cool. We're 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 going to rent a hotel room close to the that's, to the venue. No, and actually, it's a really smart thing to do because
1: it gives totally. you a, a you know ground zero base to operate from. Somebody had said this year they're talking about having the motorcycles launch from the east side shop from Menor and having the scooters launch from the west side and then meet up
0: in the middle at like the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame or something. The only thing that sucks about that is I have to leave my house earlier in the morning to, to get, get the east All the way to Menner. <laughs> yeah. I know, I'm on a scooter. Day. That's the way it works. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That might be a scooter day for me. Oh, shit, I could leave from Pride to Cleveland and Lakewood or I could ride all the way to Menor. Right, I think that might,
1: yeah. Realistically, I think that might be a scooter morning for me too.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to put a leg shield on the 750. On the 750. Yeah. It's a scooter. It's, it's a cool. scooter. No, really. Oh, it's totally cool. That's fine. But um, we can't step through it. Oh, yeah. Pff, yeah. Bullshit. Oh,
1: I will tell you, there's plenty <laughs> of scooters these days you can't step through. <laughs> no so kidding. that whole step-through thing is
0: no longer mandatory. The, uh, well, and it means nothing to the state of Ohio. A scooter is <laughs> a yeah. motorcycle. Yeah, they all they all count for the same thing. Uh, one of the things
1: I wanted to tell you about, I always try to do a little bit of research before we do a podcast to bring some something new and exciting Okay, Bajaj in India. We remember those guys. Bajaj. So scooters, right? Mm-hmm. Well, they don't do scooters anymore, right? They're done. The chi dead and gone. Four-stroke. That, that sucks. Right. That's sad. It's su- right, That's it's sad. Very sad. Okay, so but who's in bed with Bajaj? Do you know? And what are they making? KTM.
0: Get out. I know. Same thing Get I Get out. KTM is in bed with Bajaj. And guess what they're producing? Motards? Oh, yeah. They're producing
1: a... 125 Duke. Really? A Duke 125. Get out! They're producing a Duke 200. Are you going to sell these? Well, it will not be handled by the same U.S. distributor that... uh, Sorry, Al. Went out of business. Uh, (coughs) it's, It's not... There's no U.S. distributor. But the point is that the collaboration between KTM and Bajaj has resulted in... Uh, obviously, lower production costs for KTM. Mm-hmm. So they are still producing. You know, I mean, for people who don't know, look it up. Uh, you know, this podcast comes with a healthy dose of Google. Uh, if you hear us, <laughs> if you hear us say something you don't know about, pause, look it up on Google, come back. Uh, the Duke. KTM manufactured a super motard, 490 and 610 CCs, called the Duke, and it was just a wild bike. And I've ridden them, and I love them, and they're just they're fun. I mean, they're is, on they're on my bucket list of bikes. Yeah, I, just, I
0: will own one someday.
1: Yeah, and just get the motorcycle and take your driver's license to the city you live in, hand it to the chief of police, and say, "I'm going to give this to you now, right?" <laughs> uh, because It is a wheelie and stoppy machine. So, the KTM and uh, Bajaj are hooked up. And, you know, Bajaj is, I think, second or third largest manufacturer um, being sold in India. So, I mean, they represent millions of bikes. Right, right. Uh, You cannot deny that. And so what they're doing is they're doing the KTMs for their upmarket or their upscale buyers, and they're doing what's called the Pulsar for their downmarket or... You know, lower-income buyers. Why does Pulsar ring a bell? Well, because Bajaj has been building Pulsars uh, for years, and okay. usually they were on uh, a shared platform with Kawasaki or Honda or something like all that, right. because Bajaj has been an original equipment manufacturer for a number of different companies, as we know from their experience the, with Vespa, Vespa all in that, the 60s. Yeah. Yeah. So the <clears throat> Pulsar has been a name that they've been kicking around for a long time. And as the Indian market has become more affluent, and I hate to use the term affluent when talking about the Indian folks. I mean, technology's come to the country. They're earning more money. They're building malls. They actually build Royal Enfields
0: not on a dirt floor anymore. Right, they build
1: Royal Enfields that have fuel injection systems. They have concrete. And paoli suspension. I mean, this is pretty (laughs) kick-ass stuff.
0: Uh, They
1: really do build positive things now. And their economy has gone up as a result of that. So their average rider does not really want to ride a scooter anymore. They want to ride motorcycles. The motorcycles of choice have always been small displacement motorcycles. But now the buyers of motorcycles in India have become, uh, well, you know, moneyed up enough to purchase these larger displacement vehicles. so I guess that's why Harley's got a
0: factory over there. Harley's now, huh? building,
1: yeah. Harley's <laughs> building in India. Yeah, because there's a market there. There's millions of riders in that country. And that's an exciting thing. So the idea of somebody somewhere having a Duke 125, which is hilarious, um, or a Duke 350, uh, these are all, I mean, we always talk about there aren't enough small bore fun motorcycles right I mean that's it's we all love it You, you admit I can I can ride a 140 horsepower motorcycle every day and it's it can be tedious. It can be
0: too much bike for the job. If I rode a 140 horsepower motorcycle mm-hmm. to work every day, yeah, yeah. My, my 20 hour, or, uh, I'm sorry, 20 mile, 20 hour,
1: <laughs> 20 that would commute. that would suck. <laughs>
0: my, my 20 mile commute to work on right. 140 horsepower yeah. would be awful because well, yeah. I would I would probably never get out of second gear. There's traffic, right? right. But you but take my a my 25,
1: yeah. And they're all who? My my Honda 350. Honda 350. It's a scream.
0: I love it.
1: So this is an interesting thing for you people that like the YouTube. Uh, Type in uh, 125 Duke or 125 KTM Duke into your YouTube and uh, stand back. You can also go to uh, uh, MotorcycleMCN.com. They have a great story about that up right now. And the fun thing is they are using the style of commercials that we will not allow in America. I love this. I watch these YouTube videos today. And there's a guy in Japan on a duke violating every known traffic law <laughs> in traffic. Okay? Front wheel, airborne. One second later, back wheel, airborne. Well, because that never happens in America. Rolling burnouts. Literally, you know, walking the back end out. Just beautiful. I mean, hooking it up. On city streets in traffic in Japan, as, the, as he goes by his geishas, and they're like, "Oh, they're you know, it's so fantastic." Nice. So it's really cool. So definitely download it. You'll you'll thank me for recommending it. The uh, but that that's exciting to see Bajaj is going to be producing stuff with KTM, and we're going to get some downsize or down market KTM's and some up market Bajaj's. Which is a great combination. It's good to see companies getting together.
0: Slightly more affordable ATMs too, or KTM's. KTMs, Yeah, Um, yeah. Yeah. ATMs. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Because not that they're they're not really a pricey motorcycle. They're not
1: super expensive. It was just one of those things that there was always the feel that there was a limited availability, and to me at least, it felt a little bit like there was, uh, you know. And we have KTM here in Amherst, Ohio. Mm-hmm. So we could actually, you know, I've gone over used and to checked those Wesley, guys out. Didn't yeah, they? yeah, yeah, and I've gone and checked them out, and they're really cool. But there was always this kind of thing about, like, you know, what are they? Are they Austrian? Are they Austrian? Are they American? What the heck is going on with that company? And I had heard rumors that KTM was going to go in with Harley Davidson. I heard rumors that He has sung was going to go in with Harley Davidson. All kinds of different things coming out. But what has definitely happened is KTM and Bajaj are partnered up, and that's for reals. So, uh, really. Good for them, man. Yeah, good for them. Yeah, it's going to be fun to have some of those cool motorcycles out there because there's more to life than the current offering, in the United States at least, of small bore motorcycles. Oh, Uh, absolutely. I mean, we got the Japanese Big Four. Right. And we are getting some cool stuff out there. And I like seeing stuff that's going to compete. Honda's done a great job with its CDR 250 Mm -hmm. being a fuel injected small motorcycle. It looks great, feels great. Uh, Really. a beautiful machine the ninja now fuel injected thank god they brought that you know to our <laughs> yeah.
0: country so, finally brought it to the
1: 21st century Right. but in the world of cafes or standards you know not everybody wanted to ride a Honda Rebel so hats off to guys like Cleveland Cycle Works who are bringing in that 250 Misfit hats off to people that are the 250 Misfit is wicked
0: cool it's very cool it yeah, is. It's, it's, I I finally threw my leg over one yesterday. It fits, doesn't it? It fits great. <laughs> it's it is yeah. a really
1: that uh, I I rode the heist. Yeah. And now did you get to ride the sym the sym wolf 150? I did not. Okay, because it was too small.
0: Yeah. It I I you, got to throw a you leg over it. it.
1: It was too it was too tiny. Like it's the geometry of the motorcycle. I'm six foot six foot one, and the sym wolf felt like a bike built for somebody 5'4".
0: Yeah, I'm maximum. I'm five ten. Right. I sat on the I sat on the wolf and I thought like, wow, this would be fun. There's a little pea shooter. Yeah, yeah. but uh, the the misfit way better. The misfit feels bigger than a Honda cv 200
1: so it feels between the cv 200 and mm-hmm. the CB350. The fit and finish on it is, the fit is and a finish lot better. Is very good, and the upside yeah. down forks are really nice. Yeah, so I really like really the upside nice. down forks. I like a lot of the attention to detail he put into the bike. Now, at the shop, we got the one with the Cafe Racer bars on it. Got the Clubmans on it. We got that stainless steel pipe that HMF makes. That's the one I was sitting on yesterday. Oh, God, that pipe sounds so good. Uh, That exhaust took the... I mean, the bike came with a stupid, you know, EPA legal... Oh, awful. Awful pipe on it. We
0: don't need any of that. We don't
1: need any of that. And we took that thing off, and before the motorcycle show... (laughs) We uh, got this pipe from HMF that is just beautiful stainless steel, megaphone pipe, and I don't know if he's calling it the do-the-ton pipe or what name he's got for it, the ton-up pipe. Is he going to have him done? Yeah, I mean, this is going to happen. I mean, this is, is for real. Um, he's using HMF. He's going to use a different, uh, you know, as a manufacturer, it's very sticky sometimes when you deal with performance parts. So... Performance parts, accessories, things that are not DOT or EP approved. Yeah, You gotta be careful with that stuff, and I totally respect him uh, and companies like HMF for building great products for bikes. HMF
0: has been nonstop. Hans' crew has been, everything they've turned out for us has been gold. We've got the Bajaj pipe you did. Oh, and the Madass the, the pipe, right. which is just legendary. Everybody loves that thing. So,
1: I heard you sell a lot of those in Australia. Australia is yeah. our number one client. For the fact that they have to put an additional $100 onto every pipe for shipping. To get it to Australia, and they pay it willingly, and they love it, and they love the bike. So, but that's cool. I mean, it's a you know that's what kind of work HMF does. The uh, Hans oh, Motofabrik.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If they'd only make that Madass Five Hundred, that
1: yeah, that prototype yeah. thing with the Royal Enfield motor,
0: man. I mean, that okay, would be cool. That
1: prototype was a. If you look it up, Sox, S A C H S Madass Five Hundred prototype. Uh, the the Mad S125 is what it is. It's, it's a 125 play bike. That's fine. But the Mad S500 prototype <coughs> is this hollow aluminum twin spar frame. You could look down just in front of your testicles. You could look down between the twin spars of the frame, which were the fuel cell. And you could see the head of the motorcycle, and they used the Royal Enfield motor, like an old AVL style motor. Ooh yeah, not even a unit motor. Oh really? A pre-unit motor, uh, five-speed pre-unit with the big old knucklehead uh, style. But that motor put out, you know, a cranking eighteen horsepower or something. It was more <laughs> of a <an>, five hundred CC. <500cc>. Yeah, five hundred CC is eighteen horsepower. It was more of a styling exercise. Yeah, really. It did look beautiful to have this fifties lump. Hanging off of this brilliant... I mean, you can't even call it a trellis frame. It was an organic, hollow, aluminum frame. It was brilliant. Uh, so that was really cool. Because if you look up that photo for a uh, Sox Madass 500 prototype, you will be impressed. It, it's beautiful. And if they used... To keep it in the same family, You know, you could use any... Of the Rotax 500 or 600 motors. True. And if you want the look, you could use a modern Royal Enfield motor with fuel injection and have some legitimate horsepower and torque there. That should the Rot- bolt in there. Well, I mean, the whole thing's vaporware anyway. I yeah, mean, they really. made one. So. <laughs> so. But it was beautiful. Oh, God. It was. It just made you want to ride it. It's Everything about it looked
0: way too cool for school. You sent me that link the one yeah. time, and oh, I, I had to go God. look at it. It was just like, oh. I need, I need a moment I'm having a mm-hmm. crisis. The, uh, the I, I spent spread. plenty of time in the saddle on a mad ass. Yeah, <laughs> Not, uh, that's <laughs> that's that's pales in comparison to the amount of time you spent on a mad ass we riding one time
1: on that. Yeah, that, across that, the country. Oh my god! The uh, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of cool stuff. When we talk about riding our bikes and <clears> riding for distance and the kind of riding that everybody does, which is just to get to point. B. I mean, we all start at point A. We know where our bike is. It's in our garage. Mm-hmm. You know, it's where it is. We need to get to point B. Uh, there's a cool thing that I found for all of you people that have a phone that can use the apps. So that's pretty much everybody now, right? Like all yeah, the phones, really? like the Droids and all that crap, right? iPhone, Droid, iPhone, whatever. Droids. So there's this app, and it's from uh, it's from MCN, and the app is called Ride Logger. Okay, and uh, so that's a uh, that's that's ride logger and what is it like a pocket It's dino a pocket or dino kind of app. And what you can do is you can take your uh, you can take your little smartphone your, and I use an iPhone 4 and you can download this thing. Now it's pricey. It's 7.99. Now, oh my god, 7.99. This is the joke. I'm talking to my wife earlier and I was like, this is the most expensive app I've ever bought. It's 7.99. Meanwhile, the uh, the funny thing is I've never purchased anything in my life for my motorcycle that was only 799 right Ever. <laughs> really there's not a single part on my bike that costs 799 so I have this uh, I have this thing that I ran on our uh, on my way over here so I turn this thing on and uh, it lets you put in what type of bike you have it lets you put in all this different data about what you're on okay so you
0: could, you could put, like, displacement.
1: Yeah, uh, so, like, uh, the motorcycle I rode over here today was a Toyota Tundra <laughs> <laughs> on Pirelli Scorpion tires. Uh, the weather conditions were mostly moist, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it was uh, 14 degrees centigrade. So, it unfortunately, it doesn't centigrade. Nah, that's but, yeah, we'll live with that. But one of the cool things is, is it gives you uh, my top speed on the way over here was 61.5 miles per hour.
0: From your house? Yeah. Down Lake Road. Yep. Uh, 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 To the listeners, Phil lives about a mile away (laughs) from me. So that's okay. He he hits 61 miles per hour a mile away from me. Amazing. uh,
1: My top acceleration was .3 Gs. Nice. My top deceleration was .4 Gs. So that tells the the audience, well, I tried it. I I wanted to see what would happen. Oh, you brake checked. I stabbed it. Yeah. So that tells you that the Toyota Tundra will decelerate faster than it accelerates. Uh, okay. The distance I traveled was 1.7 miles because I did go to the convenience store, and uh, the duration of the trip was 7.2 miles. 7.2 miles because I did buy the
0: Yingling in a case of Miller. <coughs> do and do it, we have to put the link on uh, on the blog here to your toy? Your this very Toyota Tundra that Phil's yes. talking about on the Bonneville Salt Flats on the Bonneville Salt Flats
1: 112 miles an hour.
0: We, before for the computer. With two
1: scooters in the back. Yeah, and did. And, and uh, Renee. And Renee, yeah. shooting the video. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah.
0: We, we, we should probably post that link. But the
1: cool <laughs> thing about this app is that on the app, you see there's a map there, right? Oh, nice. Okay, and so the map, you can click on various portions of the map and determine uh, where you were and at what speed... So this is the fun oh, part that's about this. excellent. Isn't that cool? You can actually scroll along with your thumb, and you can say, okay, going down Lake Road, you can actually see my speed as I went along. Oh, you stabbed it right there. Oh, I stabbed the hell out of yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, okay. And then when I do my turns, you can also see what G's I was braking at. And so you can actually pick little portions of the road and... Now, we're not saying that anyone would use this for any sort of competition. No. Never. No. Not at all. Never. Never. But what I could do is I could say that, well, on this given piece of road from point A to point B, I could record this and send this to any other person that was using this, and we could compete
0: virtually. On that Oh, there needs to be a Facebook, like a social media tie-in for this.
1: Oh, really At, cool. A huh? Facebook app. You press the button share and it goes to your email, your Facebook. Get out of oh, there. <laughs> oh shit. It's on. It's, it's on. on. <laughs> so now you can virtually <coughs> drag race. And the problem with drag racing, it's a 12-point offense. You're going to lose your license. Well, you're not Automate drag offense. racing. You're, you're not drag racing. Because there's no other car. There's nobody else there. Never. You're just speeding. I am just happen to be where I happen to be. Yeah. And the interesting thing now, once of course, when you get this app, you're going to click through a thousand. If there's a big thing that reads like... A, That that reads pretty good about. uh... Please don't do this. Okay, (laughs) this application. This application is intended for use by experienced riders at tracks or similar facilities. You should never install the app or use the app in any way including to enter or to receive information while operating your motorcycle. Oh, sure. You should observe safe riding practices at all times and obey all speed limits and other applicable laws and regulations. Failure to pay full attention to the operation of your motorcycle could result in death, serious injury, or property damage. The app is to be used at your own risk, and you agree to waive and to indemnify Bauer Media against any and all claims relating to or arising from your use or installation of this app. Oh, of course, yeah, I agree. Yeah. Right, mm-hmm. absolutely, yes, me too. yeah, agreed. And that's how it works, and uh, that's the wonderful thing about this. I mean, this is a thing you can get for your iPhone. Yes, it's, you know, eight bucks, and I can literally take my drive to work every day. I I know that I do my drive to work right. every single day, and now I can record. How quickly am I going through that turn, mm-hmm. or how efficiently? Am I getting from point A to point B? Uh, What's my time to work? What's my maximum speed? What's my maximum G's for braking? What's my (laughs) maximum acceleration? Nice. All of a sudden, my 13 mile commute to work just became a 13 mile GP circuit.
0: Oh man, I need to buy that. Eight eight bucks is a, that's eight bucks is a small price. Yeah, I will do that. To then to be able to compete with your friends. Well because my when you know, when it is motorcycle riding season, oh, yeah. I have a twenty mile, yeah, commute, 20 to mile work, commute to work. Yep. And I ride every fucking possible day I can. Oh hell yeah. And and I'm always like in my head trying to time myself. Oh, yeah. I look at when I leave right. and I look at when I show up. Oh. I'm like, oh, hey, I shaved off a minute. Right. But, you know. Well, that's,
1: that's savage.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's what our ancestors could
1: do. You could do this. Now aisle. I can do it with this right. app. And now we got an app to tell us what our maximum G's were on acceleration and deceleration. <gasps> you know, it's I similar to
0: that it. damn progressive thing. Mm-hmm. And we talked the about this. Tale, right? Yeah. We talked about this on another yeah, podcast.
1: But this is Big Brother for good, not evil.
0: Yeah. That's true. But we did talk about having something like that yeah. would make you drive more like an asshole. Oh, well, we said that with the progressive
1: thing it would mm-hmm. make you drive better Be- than you normally did. But, but if this- you had
0: that for yourself, oh you would drive God. more
1: like a dick. This is now devil and angel on each shoulder, right? Oh, devil yeah. Devil on one shoulder, angel on the other. This has become the devil on my shoulder. Tell me I'm not going to go out and try to crush my Gs of acceleration. Yeah. Well, and beat your speed from the previous day. Well, And how many motorcycles do I own? It's too many? Okay, and you can put them all in here? <laughs> Come on, man. Oh, this is going to be fun. <laughs> I am in. Yeah, this is going to be a whole new world of, you know, a literal, you know,
0: jackassery. Yeah, and yeah. to the, to the uh, developers of that app, um, mm. yeah, we'll give you a PayPal account later that you can. <laughs> Give us our our five percent. I just want enough of the profits you're going to make. I just want enough to, cover. Yeah. Want enough to cover my first ticket. Yeah, <laughs> That's really. all I
1: want, man. I just want enough to just make me feel good on my
0: first. No, flight. with that in my pocket, I will drive like a complete ass. Oh my god! On a motorcycle, even worse. It's worse. I will. It, it will be it's a race very mode.
1: Dangerous thing. Yeah. yeah, it's it's like press. Yeah, it's like pressing the pursuit mode button. Yeah, yeah. it's it, yeah. it'll be the Isle of Man Lake Erie oh, edition. Oh, you know, yeah. it's a really bad thing to know about. So, yeah, we just have to, yeah, pay up your health insurance. <laughs> That's so, it's such a bad scene. But I, I was so happy to find it. I was like, oh, my God, this is brilliant. Because even when I was a kid in high school, you know, I had a Dodge Omni. What a piece of crap that was.
0: I had a Ford Escort, oh, which is... D-
1: oh, my dad busted my chops.
0: We could debate which car was crappier. Well, I had a stopwatch
1: on a piece of Velcro on my dashboard. You right? win. In, 19, in 1986. <laughs> and so in 1986, I had a stopwatch on a piece of Velcro on my dashboard. And my dad <laughs> borrowed my car one day. <laughs> and my Ooh, dad to 100% busted me out. My dad said, you don't put a stopwatch in your car unless you're breaking the law. You don't put a stopwatch in your car unless you're running. And my big deal was I used to run through the metro parks on the east side, down by Squire's Castle. And I would just rail on it, and I had myself a little set course, all twisties, really fun for a front wheel drive Econobox. Sure. And I would go railing through that thing, and I could get through a certain section of the Metro Parks in about three minutes and 14 seconds. You know, and that was Mm. something I used to deliver pizzas for a living, and uh, that was on my way to work. And I would take the the way through the Metro Parks, and uh, I got busted out big time by my dad. Now, I also fed that car into the woods on more than one occasion. Snuck it out, and nobody knew about it. I had more than my fair share of speeding tickets for a Dodge Omni. You <laughs> know, <laughs> uh, but had I had this level of technology, oh my god! I mean, this yeah. is space, sh- space shuttle level of technology. Got kids these days, go, oh yeah, ugh, oh, they oh, don't my, understand. Yeah, yeah, who needs to drag race against somebody else? I could We had throw stopwatches, my, and I could throw ugh. it to my Facebook and you know have a dick waving contest with that. So, oh yeah, so happy! It's the coolest app ever. Yeah.
0: yeah, That's pretty amazing. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, it's really cool. And then the other thing, we were at the Indy Dealer Expo, and one of the cool things we found at the Indy Dealer Expo, was a company called Ram, R-A-M, and they make various different mounts for your handlebars. Oh, yeah, Ram mount. Ram mounts, mm-hmm. right? And you can mount anything. And uh, I used to not say you could mount anything to your handlebars with the Ram mount because I hadn't been to their booth at the Dealer Expo. But now that I've been to their booth... On a set of handlebars, they had probably 26 RAM mounts installed, and they <coughs> had a, a a gun holder with a holster. Well, that's used with a nine millimeter in it, uh, totally. And among, but what the coolest one they had was they had one that just had uh, spring loaded arms and four pins that literally do the claw on your iPhone. Nice. Right? And so we all know that hero cameras are kick ass, right? Everybody likes and the, hero the GoPro. Cameras. GoPros and all that stuff Yeah, but and they're so expensive they're expensive and you already own your iPhone you own your damn phone yeah. you own your smartphone and it shoots fucking great video and it shoots really good videos yeah. so you can put your camera on your handlebars your, I'm sorry your phone of your handlebars put it in this really sweet RAM mount that they got and it's like 50 bucks and aim that sucker forward and you can reach up and push that record button and now For you can shoot buy videos it. yeah from your phone. so yeah you know the shop ordered a bunch of those uh, oh, hell yeah Yeah, that's cool I mean, that's a cool product And now you've got this thing kind of Shooting straight ahead well, so, you, you, know,
0: you always have your phone Slash video camera with you Yeah and I so, mean, what does it, it take On a nice yeah. day You're going to go through Some nice you know, Go for a ride nice Just, road, just throw, go, go hit, hit, hit the button shoot a
1: fun little video Right Because, I mean, it could be I mean, that could be The next awesomely cool video That we're all downloading you know, how cool Total. would it have been to have that when we ran through the dragon? Oh
0: my gosh! You know, shoot a, you know, shoot a couple of funny yeah, videos. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which section? <laughs> <laughs> you Which know, section? The dragon was only about fourteen miles of nine thousand turns. <laughs> We did 14 miles or whatever on the or 11 miles is what the official dragon is. We need to
1: pull over for a second. I'm getting tired of turning. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and then we did Chalahala Moon or Moonshiners, then mm. Chalahala We we clocked 150 miles. It was a 150 mile day. It was a yeah.
1: 150 mile day on 400 CCs and 350 CCs bikes. What and was the elevation we got to? A lot. I With mean, we went through
0: all of them. We, we went were through 3,000
1: feet. <laughs> we went through clouds. We drove
0: through clouds. We drove through clouds. We drove through rain. Yeah. We, wow. we all experienced that awesome lean condition. Yeah. When, Boy, when I thought my bike was broken. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when we all thought our bikes were broken.
1: <laughs> I was like, man, I broke my motorcycle. Well,
0: is... I lost you and Shane? I was yeah. on my own for a minute, oh, yeah. and all the other guys were way the oh, hell behind man. me. My CB400F felt like a moped. Yeah. <laughs> it was like
1: it felt seriously. I was doing everything I could to hold 60 on the straights and pull, you know, 45 through the hills and the turns. And I was just like, what did I do wrong to this bike? Because we are flatlanders, man. Right? We're not used to elevation changes. And that wussy little, you know, 3000 foot elevation change. People in Denver deal with that stuff daily. How sad would you be to own a motorcycle in Denver? Oh, God. Oh, my God. Start out life with
0: 30% less horsepower and then go down as you go up in elevation. Oh, terrible. Well, I, I was running. I mean, I have wide open velocity stacks on my bike. Yeah. And we hit the rain oh, when we hit God. the elevation. Oh, awful. And, and I I thought it was I'm sucking in water. Yeah, I figured for sure. I figured I was hydrolocking, locking yeah. And I'm like, oh, shit, I'm done. I took that particular motorcycle because that particular motorcycle has a
1: windshield, well, bullet fairing. Yeah. And it has an airbox. So I figured having an airbox, like a proper factory airbox, and having a bullet fairing on this trip could be paramount. And they sure. both came in fucking handy, especially considering I had a front fender. That's true. I I did not,
0: <laughs> and I had the stripe up the front of me to prove
1: it. Oh yeah, that that was a serious wet ass ride.
0: We we pulled over that one stop on the Chela Yeah. Uh, when I I caught up to you and Shane, and then twenty minutes later, everyone everyone else caught yeah, up to yeah. us. Yeah, they were... And then we all had that that huge discussion of like, wow, was your bike leaning out too? <laughs> like when I when I thought that I was I was sucking in water, I'm like, oh shit, I'm done. Yeah. Is that's when I looked up and I saw the the sign that said. Your elevation is now like 2,856 feet. And I'm like, oh, I'm leaning out. Yeah,
1: It was one of those moments where we all had that group awareness where whatever gremlin had stolen 30% of my horsepower had got (laughs) yours too. Mm Then, then everybody did the same thing. We were all looking down at our fuel taps. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're all like, "Oh man, I can't already be on a reserve." We
0: just yeah, no way. Up. Well, except for the guy that had the bike that could get about was eighty it your, miles. Yeah, or was, it, was that what he had? It was a yeah, it was a GS. Yeah, it was a GS. GS one thousand. Yeah, but he yeah. cut the tank and flipped. Well, he'd put the freaking arm dents in it. He, he didn't put knee dents in. He put like <laughs> elbow. He, he did put arm, forearm shoulder, dents. forearm, knee dents. Yeah, it. put put an extra but
1: reduce reduce his fuel capacity from probably. Three and a half, four gallons.
0: Well Mike from Detroit got gallon Mike, and a half. Yeah, Mike Catalano had had been his uh, you know, on road Safety. fuel tanker for a while. <laughs> He'd yank a fuel line and dump, you know, half a gallon or so into his But that thing. did
1: work remarkably well. I mean, he stretched his range a long mm-hmm. way because of that.
0: So they'd uh <clears> Yeah, I think that
1: you know, I'd love to see that dragon run repeated. That was a great crew of people. That, came that was out. amazing. It was a lot of fun. It was it's one of my time. best best rides. Definitely best ride of the year last year. What was that? Time, a- oh, absolutely. Yeah, good time. The uh, with a lot of the uh, a lot of the events that are coming up this year, it's going to be tough for me with the new shop being open. I'm, you know, all of a sudden we became shorthanded. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're an, if you're an <coughs> aspiring mechanic and you would like to turn wrenches for a living, contact me. Um, I I
0: would love to help you out more, yeah. but I'm stuck at my jabby job, and, and, well, i got a lot going on here in the garage, so... You thought you were going to get laid off, and you ended up getting a promotion and stuff. I know, yeah. <laughs> what the hell? I was kind of thinking, like, boy, it'd be nice to get laid off, get 18, to go work work 18 months likes. of unemployment and just go work for Phil, work but... Likes,
1: but, yeah, you end up getting a promotion.
0: Yeah, funny, uh, Whatever. Uh, that shows, that's just... That's hilarious. They're paying me more or whatever. Right, so exactly. Cool. Yeah, yeah. You get... <laughs> no, I'll be out eventually. You know, laid out. You're you're laid off. Now you get a raise. Oh man, I know. I know. People look at me, uh-huh. the, the f- giant fucking beard and everything, and they're they're like, they're like you work in a corporate setting? I'm no, like, you're Amish. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I, I I do. Why? And they're like, they let you look like you do. I'm like, whoa, whoa hey, 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 come hey, on. Hey, hey, what are you talking about? You know about? <laughs> But the the fact is I'm a recording engineer. I sit yeah. in a recording studio yeah. all day long. Yeah. And nobody goes back there. You sit
1: in a small room and somebody throws you a sandwich. Uh, yeah. Pretty
0: much, yeah. <laughs> well I works. no, really yeah. they don't they don't give me a sandwich, I have to go get my own. Oh man. man. Oh, but the uh, there's some new stuff coming out that's pretty interesting.
1: The uh, you know, we've been talking about some Moto Guzzi stuff at our shop. I like that. Yeah, we're bringing in the Moto Guzzi line mostly because they've modernized to the point where they've got a really good fuel injection system. Uh, There's a couple of bikes in their lineup like the V7 Cafe Racer V7 Classic that we
0: really think are beautiful motorcycles. I saw those like three years ago at the motorcycle show and I sat on the bike and and there was was a white one with a
1: red and blue stripe Yeah, and it was so like what we needed. We needed a good standard Honest motorcycle, and this is a, a platform that they've had for years, so it's well proven. And then the bike that I've always liked, and I've had this like guilty pleasure for, or this guilty lust for, is a bike called the Grezo or Grezzo. Yeah. And I just think these b- motorcycles are just beautiful. I think they just look. Are like... you getting those two? Yo, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, you
1: know what? I'm going to yeah. be a Moto Guzzi dealer <laughs> just so I can have a Grezzo to ride. Yeah. Uh, I think that motorcycle, you know, 100 plus horsepower, big, you know,
0: sideways V twin shaft drive. We just Uh, remember the parking lot that I park at downtown. I get a lot of views.
1: (laughs) I get a lot of views.
0: (laughs) Because every time I ride a bike down
1: there, I park it right by the front. Yeah. And they've got some items in their thing, like the Stelvio, uh, which is their like uh, almost a sport tour. And the Norge, mm-hmm. and that's a very much a, a competition with the BMW touring bikes. And maybe those things won't be a, as good of a fit for our shop with mm-hmm. the sort of our vintage bike vibe. Those won't fit in as well, but I think that V7 Cafe Racer is just beautiful. I think, I that's think that's you're going to sell the hell well. out of those. Yeah, and the motor works, and I think that the Griso is going to appeal to a certain, you know, maybe a higher-end guy who wants a, I don't know, that bike just looks... I don't know. It looks burly. It, it looks great, and I've ridden them. Uh, I went out to Costa Mesa to uh, Moto Guzzi Training, and I went out there for a few days and got to go through the bikes and really was impressed by uh, by the way those bikes uh, feel. Like well, the, have, there's a pedigree. They have it. a character to them as well, so it's really kind of a neat thing. And Moto Guzzi's have always kind of had a, a neat thing. I think back to that Cake song. Uh, rock and roll lifestyle, yeah. Versus, like, a, you know, how will
0: you afford uh, your rock and roll right. lifestyle? And one of the things he says, is like, you know, um,
1: how did you buy that bad Moto Guzzi? And I, was like, I always <laughs> love that line. Is like, how did you buy? How did you afford that bad Moto Guzzi? And That's funny because that's from someone that knows, right? Right. It's pretty, pretty interesting. And then you know, Ian McGregor is a big fan of the Moto Guzzis as well. Uh, it's just kind of a neat, a neat piece, and uh, you know, Billy Joel.
0: No, uh, oh, uh, yeah, obviously. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, He
1: likes the he likes the Guzis as well. You know, a uh, friend
0: of mine that he uh, actually just pulled the trigger and bought a Stella off you. Okay, who's that? Cool. Uh, his name's Dave.
1: Oh, excellent! Yeah, very cool.
0: Dave have Yeah, yeah. I've known him since high school. Oh my god! He cool. he swore the other day he saw Moteguchi pulling out of your shop. Well, he did. <laughs> so, yeah, and and yeah. he almost yeah. stalled his purchase of the stella <laughs> thinking wait a minute i should buy the mopeduzzi <laughs> yeah but yeah. his uh, his his wife actually talked him down And was like look if you're going to get into this i yep. want you to start on the scooter yep and then if you want cuz originally he he wanted a heist oh really yeah yeah he wanted the, the bobber you know yeah. the, bar, and then, the bar bobber his wife talked him into the stella Oh cool and uh, then he saw the Guzzi and was just like dying <laughs> <clears throat> but his wife was just like I want you to get the scooter first. Yeah. Get the Stella. You know what? Yeah. Get if, some- if you want to continue on with two wheel riding, then you can get a yeah. Moto next. Yeah, they're they're a, a couple. They're very they're, smart. They're in their forties. They have no kids. They've got double income. You and know, double income
1: no kids. We call them yeah. Dink. Yeah.
0: Yeah. He's gonna ride the shit out of that Stella. Of course he is. And then he's yeah. gonna buy another bike off right. you. So yeah.
1: and he's- realistically. <laughs> uh you know that I've been able to ride more Gootsies late lately. It's a it's a definite different thing. I'm uh, I'm a fan, a quiet fan of V twins. Uh, mm-hmm. I've loved my Buells that I've owned. I loved my uh, Honda, uh, my Super Hawk. I really did enjoy it. I got the biggest kick in the world out of riding that Super Hawk around, and uh, I do like the power delivery of a V twin. Do you still have that Buell? Yeah. Yeah. I gotta take that up for a while. Is that a fun bike? Yeah. I I haven't ridden yeah. it yet. I need to ride that. Yeah, that's one of those bikes that you just never really trust it. You're always kind of waiting for it to throw you in a ditch. Yeah. And it has a certain there's a visceral appeal to it. It does not do anything great, but what it does do is be itself. It is a hooligan bike of the first order.
0: I just remember trying to keep up with you on that on a on a CB350. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm it's pegged right. in, in, in yeah, fifth well, gear. I'm, I'm hitting about yeah. 80 or something. We're going on Jaycox. You're doing like a hundred something in yeah. third gear. Yeah.
1: It's it's not the world's fastest motorcycle, but it's just fast enough
0: for the people that I ride with. Yeah. The only reason I wanted to catch up to you was to. to I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> I tracks there's, 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 know that, the tracks are coming. The tracks are coming. The deer. There's <laughs> oh. a lot of deer <laughs> on that road. It's like, yeah, oh, that's... shit. The deer. The deer. The deer. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes
1: after you get back from the first or second bar we make bad riding decisions that was your birthday that was my birthday yeah yeah that was my birthday the, uh, the other, there's a couple of uh yeah there's a couple of V twins so i recently bought my wife another V twin no shit really yeah i bought her a new suzuki sv650s because well, I know she loved her other She one. loves her blue one. Yeah. Yeah, her blue one, she loves it. It's been mentioned on podcasts it before has, how much she loves that. She's a huge fan. She was going to come tonight, but actually, her doctorate program is getting the
0: better of her. But the. Um, so oh, that, she had that this, whole learning thing? Yeah, that whole higher education yeah, thing. yeah, that whole she's really smarter than us. Let her go out, <laughs>
1: Let her go out and earn more money. <laughs> so, if, going to, if, if sending Kent State University a lot of our money is going to mean she makes a lot more money in the future, that's okay. I need to motivate my wife. What the hell? The doctor programs are, you know, they're down there. You can I can be here building motorcycles. Right. To, what the fuck? Just let her be the primary income. Yeah, I know. We call it being a beta male. If, you can, if you're okay mm. with being a beta
0: male, you probably are. Mm. I'm fine if it, if it includes a lot of motorcycles, mm. tools, and a garage. Good. Yeah, you're good to go. I'm a beta male all day long.
1: I found a Craigslist posting for an SV650S fuel injected. Nice. And so hers was carbureted. Hers was the 2002, and she loved it. Put a ton of miles on it. Had the you know the full British uh, top case.
0: Not not to cut you off, but please, please tell the story of when you bought that for her because it is one of the greatest stories I have ever heard. Well, there's that. Start from when you got on the plane. uh, Oh no, that was my (laughs) GT. Okay, we that goes back a whole bike. I thought that okay. was the SV. No,
1: that was the SV. That was the that was the Honda Hawk, the GT650
0: Hawk. The the GT650. The one you bought in Texas. The, the one, one that road I bought to clean in Dallas,
1: up. Texas. So I bought a bike. That was an eBay purchase, and I saw a bike for sale in Dallas, Texas. It was a Honda GT650 Hawk. I've always loved them. Uh, it's the right size bike for my wife. So I hopped a plane ticket, a cheap plane ticket to Dallas. Had the guy pick me up at the airport, picks me up at the airport... No, go back. Go back. Go, go back to when you got on the plane wearing oh, your leathers so with I'm the helmet. Gonna, right, I'm going to be riding this bike back from Dallas. From Dallas to Cleveland. But there's this whole thing. Like, I don't want to check a bag. I don't want to do anything. So I have my tank Well, because you got to drag it back on the motorcycle with Yeah, you. I mean, anything I'm carrying with me has to come back on the motorcycle. But I'm also not a savage. So I've got my tank bag... And I've got my little GPS, and I've got my, you know, uh, you know little MP3 player. and I'm uh, I don't <clears> carry my leathers, because I'm going to be riding back from Dallas to Cleveland in, I mean, ultimately, it's, it's March. The weather could be anything when I get back to Cleveland. So I'm wearing leathers, uh, race track leathers, track day leathers. Yeah. And I got my helmet. And because I'm going cross country, so I've got my good helmet. I've got a that was a, a Swomi I had. So I had my Swomi, and I jump on the plane, and I'm wearing my leathers. I'm wearing my bottoms, <laughs> and I'm wearing my tops, and I've got them. You know, they're not zipped together or anything. I'm not trying to be the stig or anything. <laughs> and uh, but I have my uh, I have my helmet up on my head in the like uh, we like to call the urban turban riding position, and I'm carrying my uh, tank bag. And so I get on the plane, and as I'm walking through first class, uh, the people keep looking up at me like, what the hell's going on? And I was just like, oh, the only thing that came to my mind as I looked down was, and so I looked at this one woman, and I went, this will end badly. <laughs> <laughs> and realistically, in today's environment, I could probably get arrested for inciting violence on an airplane or some nonsense <laughs> or creating panic. But yeah, I flew to Dallas. The guy picked me up. I went and looked at this motorcycle, Which he told me was ready to go. And had just had a dealer service and the whole deal. What I found was a 1989 motorcycle that was riding on 1989 tires. These tires were checked out. I mean, they were awful. Uh, The oil stunk. I mean, this motorcycle was not fit. (laughs) And I gave him the money. (coughs) To ride from Dallas to to Cleveland. To ride from Dallas to Cleveland. I gave him the money, I went to the local uh, Honda dealer, and I had him, I, I, when I told him my story, I love motorcycle dealers, I am one and I love them, because when I told him that I just bought this motorcycle off Craigslist, or off eBay, and when I told him that I had to ride it that day, back to Cleveland, Ohio, in one day, uh, he said, I will put you to the front of the line, what kind of tires do you want? And we uh, we shoehorned on some Pirelli Angels, I think they were, you know, something or Dunlop Angels. Yeah, Uh, we had whatever he had there that was good. So he put some new tires on it, and while he was there, I put threw an oil change on it because you damn well should if you're going to ride. Yeah. And that was the trip. I left. uh, I left Dallas, and 16 hours later, I arrived in Cleveland.
0: 16 hours from Dallas.
1: 16 hours. 16 hours and 50 minutes. And the important part of that story is that in the entire tate state of Tennessee, when I hit the Tennessee state line, there were three troopers in a truck stop. This is the part
0: them. I wanted to hear. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and the three troopers are sitting in the truck stop, and I got my <clears throat> fuel, and I, uh, I'm sitting there, and the guy looks up at me and sees me wearing my, you know, and my leathers weren't uh, vanilla icy. They were, they're, they're all black. You know? Yeah, right. So very conservative. And, uh. So he looks up me. He goes, "Oh, here." Yeah. I see you got an Ohio license plate on the back of the bike. I the Ohio license plate was for a different motorcycle entirely, but that's what I took with well, me you the know. bike home. Anyway, I said, "Yeah." He goes, "Yeah." I said, "So I'm asking just to be courteous, you know." Uh, so you, are you riding to Ohio? And I said, "I am." He goes, "Are you gonna try to ride there t- today?" And I said, "Well, yeah. tonight. This is, I think at this point it might have been about one in the morning." And he goes, "Okay." And I said, "Well, how are the roads ahead? You know, is everything cool? Is, you know, is everything fine?" He goes, "Well," he goes, "we're the only 3 state troopers working for the next 300 and some miles." <laughs> and I just got I was like, "That's a license to speed." And I did the only long ton I've ever done in my life. Wow. And I mean, a ton is doing 100 miles an hour. But a long ton is doing 100 actual miles in 1 hour. And so what I did was I left that gas station, and I laid down on the gas tank, and I just held it about 110 miles an hour. And I held it about 110 miles an hour as long as I could. And that motorcycle will normally get you around 125 or 130 miles before you should be switching to reserve. And uh, at 102 miles, (laughs) I switched to reserve because my consumption... (coughs) My consumption was much higher at that high rate. Of yeah, speed. really. <laughs> so I pulled into the next gas station. And the great thing was, I, had my, I have my fuel receipts to verify that I did over 100 miles in one hour. Nice. And it ended up being like 104 miles in one hour. So that's Holy the only shit. long ton I've ever done in my life. And uh, I can tell you that a long ton screws with your brain because after doing over 100 miles an hour for one hour, when you're slowing down on the exit ramp and you're down to like 35, you feel like you're standing still. Yeah, like you're gonna fall. Like you over. want to put your feet down. Yeah, you're at 35 miles an hour. So it really is strange, but uh, that GT640, that Honda Hawk, I would love those bikes, and you know I still have one. I've got yeah. I got a silver one in my garage, and uh, I just love. Like I said, I'm kind of a, a you know a, a fan of the V twins, and I just got merit this SV650s, which is fuel injected. And the previous owner was an Air Force geek, and uh, man, I love this guy. He put all the LEDs on it, so all the LED, all the lighting's LEDs. Nice. He did a fender eliminator kit on it. Uh, got great, you know, new tires, new Dunlops on it. And uh, but my favorite thing is heated grips. He's got heated grips on really? it, The c 650s Nice. And he's got the lower fairing, like the accessory lower fairing. Uh, silver bike in very good shape. And picked up for a song, like you know, that's one of those bikes that I tell people all the time. I'm like, if you want to own a motorcycle, you can just do anything on it. Like just the anything motorcycle. Track days, go cross country, commute back and forth to work, canyon carver, whatever the hell it is. SV650s are pretty damned bombproof.
0: Yeah, and it's the same motor
1: they put in their sport touring bikes. Yeah, I mean it's the yeah. the same motor that you'll find in the V-Strom 650. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a very proven powertrain. And it just delivers power very well. It doesn't do anything poorly. And it's a great motorcycle for people who are into, like, you know, a bike that's going to cost you around three grand. Yeah. Scooter money. <clears throat> and oh, totally. it's going to give you the biggest smile on your face for a modern, reliable motorcycle. So uh, there's some talk that maybe James
0: might be getting our old blue uh, – Really? James says... I, I thought he swore off motorcycles. Okay. <laughs> he said he's scooter only. There. Yeah,
1: he did say that, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. He made that point. And so I think the deal is, James has said that he's looking for a middleweight, all-rounder, 100% reliable motorcycle that he can ride to Milwaukee on or <coughs> ride to Cincinnati on at the drop of a hat. Sure. Well, I just put brand new Dunlops on that uh, SD, Merit's SD. It's got hmm. the top case. Uh the bike has been proven. I mean we've ridden it everywhere. Yeah. I mean that that is a totally reliable machine. Uh, just had full services done. So realistically, what I'm thinking is we might make James an offer he can't refuse on the blue seat the blue SV. Man. And <clears throat> I'm riding this thing the other day and it's
0: snowing, right? I'd so, be damn near on the market for that bike. Oh my god. Shit. Well,
1: I'm riding this silver one and I rode it to the shop in the morning. It was a nice day in the morning. <clears throat> But by the time I got out of the shop, it was snowing. Nah. And so it's snowing and I'm on the bike and I threw the the grip heaters on. Having warm hands
0: makes your entire body feel good. I can imagine. It's crazy. That's the only part yeah. of riding in cold weather, I've done a lot of it, and it sucks. The o- The only part that kills me is it's I can't heat. wear gloves thick enough. Right. I mean. When I ride in cold weather, I have snowboarding gloves. Yes, exactly. I have the ones with little heat pockets that That's you the the Right. And yeah. nothing will no. make your hands warm. No, and I do that too. I have a good pair
1: of uh, Tourmaster winter gloves, you know, extreme winter gloves or whatever they call them. Uh, I've got the Tourmaster Winter Elites is what they're called. They're not cheap. They're like a hundred bucks. Yeah. And the Tourmaster Winter Elites, they are too thick to have good fingertip dexterity. Mm -hmm. They're just too big. So I end up using them as snowboarding gloves. Now, the gloves that I like are those deerskin gauntlets, which are thinner. Yeah. They're medium warm. They're not nearly as warm as the Winter Elites, but I stuff a hot pack in the back of each one of them. Mm -hmm. uh, And that keeps my hands pretty good. Heated grips? Holy crap. They heat your hands from where they need to be heated out. I had them on low, and they were almost too hot for me. Shit. And I rode home, and I was, like, thrilled. And I stopped on my way home at uh, uh, Close Quarters. hmm And so I stopped at Close Quarters, uh, one of the smallest, top ten smallest bars in the world. Yep. Yeah. And I stopped at Close Quarters. and L- as I Less stopped, than a mile from where we are right now. That's right, yeah. I stopped for a quick one before I headed home. And the snow was actually steaming when it hit my grips. I was like, <laughs> nice. that's brilliant. So, uh, <coughs> top tip. Heated grips, money well spent. Yeah, I was so impressed. And uh, well, if you're going to ride in cold weather, you yeah. you might as well. It really is nice. Yeah, it's a really good thing. So I'm really excited that Merit's going to get this bike. Uh, that she'll be able to continue her, you know, her commuting on her sport commuting, on this really cool motorcycle. Nice. And and it just it's it's a. You know, I'm not a huge fan of sport bikes. I don't like plasticky sport bikes. No, but me neither. This, one's, this one's inoffensive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's all one color, so
0: that's a good thing. I, uh, I, you, I don't care how you slice those bikes. They're more sport tours. You know? Yeah. It, the, the pedigree of that bike is right. to be a, try, a sport touring bike.
1: Yeah, this particular one, the ass is pretty high up in the air. So if you had a passenger on the back, it would be thong time. Mm. uh it's not good and in fact the the following year they redesigned it they dropped the passenger seat lower they did a lot to change the bike to make it less uh y but this particular one is uh yeah it's that's the problem with sport bikes is they tend to be kind of like vanilla icy you know t- uh, yeah yeah that's uh yeah ice cold is not the way you want to look. When you're Ugh. running around, uh, you know what? Ugh. That's that's gonna be the next thing that comes back, though. It will be. It's it will gonna suck? Everyone, I, no, it already is. Because the fluorescent like shirts and stuff. <coughs> like, I saw somebody last year wearing like a Frankie says in the mm-hmm. giant print, mm-hmm. like the "Wham, wake me up before you go go" kind of yeah. print, and uh, the "Choose Life" things. Like that stuff made a brief appearance last year. No, the the eighties sport bikes yeah. are, are coming, back coming back
0: as a vintage because they are technically technically they're
1: vintage. Yeah, they're they're historical plates at this point, which is yeah. a little creepy. What no, would that be like an 88? Uh, eighty eight? Eighty seven? Yeah sure. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Oh yeah. my god, that's a whole world of interceptors out there.
0: Oh, whoa, way too many. I, I rebuilt a, a set of carbs for a guy that yeah. had a eighty some ninja.
1: Yeah. Yeah, there's
0: a whole and, and, world of narrow-tired sport bikes out yeah. there. Yeah, <laughs> what, 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 uh, how I got hooked up with them is yeah. I, I, I uh, worked with his sister. Yeah, and she's like, "Well, I know you're into vintage motorcycles. My so is my brother." <laughs> I'm like, "Okay, cool. What does he need?" And Enjoy by it. vintage, you were thinking '60s. By, by vintage, I'm thinking what I like <laughs> to work on—you know, and '60s, by vintage, '70s. Turns out he was thinking
1: somewhere in the mid '80s. Oh yeah, it was mid '80s. It was a it was yeah. a ninja. Yeah, uh, from the '80s. Yeah. So you were thinking Beatles, and he was thinking Menudo. Exactly. Totally. <laughs> and the funny thing was, he's older than me. Really? Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. yeah. You know, he's
0: got me by like three years. Oh, uh, that's funny. What passes for vintage? So it's uh, it's wild. Yeah. It, you know. It, it, so I'm like, oh yeah, carbs rebuilt, no problem. Yeah. You know. So I get these these weird '80s ninja carbs and. Yeah. Uh, the needles were fucked on oh, them. Yeah. They were just yeah. done. Yeah, totally. And it, and it turned out that it was in one of those weird periods of where the bike was transi- transitioning right. to a new bike. Yeah, to where they were made of unobtainium. Right, they don't exist. These needles
1: don't exist. Yeah, right. Yeah. So it, to find a wrecked one and salvage the needles from it. Yeah,
0: it was a tough rebuild. Fortunately, he was selling the bike. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I rebuilt the carbs. I brought him back to his house. We got the bike running great.
1: Oh, okay. Well, that's all you can ask for.
0: Yeah. And, uh, you know, took it around the block a few times, like, mm-hmm. okay, runs good, not pissing gas, right. doing well. And uh, it, he made a great buck selling that there yeah.
1: on eBay. I saw a trailer the other day down on Lake Road uh, at the gas station at the corner of Linda. And uh, that trailer said uh, Lakewood or Cleveland antique motorcycle. Really? Preservation Guild Association or whatever Never Now you know, them. Now <laughs> that's an important thing because mm-hmm. we talk about the difference between being a vintage motorcycle and being an antique motorcycle True Because that's 50 years I think I'm pretty sure that's a 50 year rule minimum Yeah, to be I don't even know what it is Antique
0: it, it, motorcycle Vintage changes changes all the time too. Well
1: vintage is I like to say with vintage it's in the eye of the beholder Yeah Right There's a certain True. amount of that We like to think 25 years old to get historical plates but it really is in the eye of the beholder I always think thirty plus. Yeah, it's fair, but antique. I'm almost certain is fifty, and that that means 1962, right? Mm-hmm. 63. Yeah. Uh, so 62, and I started thinking about that more about the antique thing because you know when you yeah. think antique motorcycle, you think this is going to have a leather belt as a drive system. <laughs> <laughs> you know, this this is going to have uh, <coughs> this is going to have carbide headlights. This is going to be something. Like, with a constant loss oil system. I'm going to need to pump the oil pump as I go down the road. But I've got a Honda Dream that I ride that that meets that criteria. True. And you're sitting there and you're going, that Honda Dream is approaching 50 years old. And you're sitting there you're going, wow, this is a 50-year-old motorcycle. And I just jump on it and ride it like it's just a motorcycle. I'm just going to go out and for a ride on the dream. 50 years ago, though, and it's even today, it was way ahead of its yeah, time. Yeah, it was man. way ahead of its time. But it's really fun to think about that. Um, you know, I like my Black Bombers a lot because they're older than me. Yeah. And so I really like riding bikes. Well, and they're I'm great riding. motorcycles. They're really fun motorcycles. Yeah, yeah, it's a really fun bike to ride. And, uh, yeah, I was thinking about that the other day. I was sitting on a dream, and I was like, wow, this motorcycle is approaching its 50th birthday. <laughs> How cool is that? It's, awesome. it's almost fifty years old, and I know that I can jump on that bike right now and ride it. You know that it will be completely reliable. It's kind of fun, so it's one of the reasons to get into the kind of
0: these vintage, classic motorcycles. It's, it's, it's I mean, cheap. I would, but I wouldn't have it any other way. Mm. You know, it's, oh my god, I, I love new bikes. I, I you know just any bike, whatever, okay. but. I mean these old crusty things that you see draped around my garage right now. Yep. My favorite bike is the one that got me home tonight. Mm-hmm.
1: Whichever one that happens to be, if it didn't leave me on the side of the road,
0: um very thrilled about that bike. <laughs> well and the great thing about the the, the old bikes yeah. like these, you know, is that if I do get stranded on the side of the road, yeah. I know I have a Gerber tool oh, yeah. that I could probably right. fix.
1: Yeah. Anything that's wrong with that bike? What are you going to do for ignition on your uh, CB 750? I see that sitting there with its uh, with its innards all opened up for me. Uh, Pamco, are you new to Pamco? Yeah,
0: excellent. Oh yeah, it's getting a Pamco.
1: Excellent. Uh, yeah. I'm I'm sold. I, it, ever since I put the Pamco on my yeah. 350, done. Okay. I've done. done uh, you know, they've got the XS 650 ones that work for the uh, CB 450s as well. Yes, they so do. So we've got a customer that we're doing one of those for, and it's such an elegant system. And realistically, for the price of a points and condenser and everything else, the Pamco's <coughs> money-wise, yeah, money-wise, you can't
0: yeah. beat it because it, it. Yeah. if you buy those, uh, they call it the the ignition uh, rebuild kit or right. whatever that you yeah. you find on eBay, yeah. Yeah, it's sixty bucks. Yeah, so for you, another fifty bucks, you can get the Pamco yeah. and be right. For on. for one hundred nine bucks, yeah. you get the Pamco, you're done.
1: Yeah, I think that's the right way to go. I'm so happy now that they have got the the XS six hundred and fifty Yamaha kit. It's totally set up for the CVs.
0: Yeah, well that, that the was 450s. the first kit he ever built. Yep, he, yeah. he built the XS 650 kits, and they yep. started moving on. Yep, did the the 750s, yeah. and then started working down. It's really a, it's such a brilliant system. Uh, it's so
1: affordable. I mean, mm-hmm. anybody can afford to do it. And if you are looking at replacing your ignition system on your motorcycle for you know, like you said, sixty or seventy bucks, throw in the extra forty bucks and go electronic. Um, oh, absolutely. That's really, that's really it's such a brainless system.
0: Uh, It's it's set it and forget it. Yeah,
1: it's a nice thing. So that's I was glad to hear that you're doing that with your bike. That's uh, oh yeah, that it changes the whole personality of the motorcycle. So
0: yeah, uh, absolutely, and it'll go on every bike I build from now on. You know, any any bike that I can put a Pamco ignition on, it will go on. Yeah. Well, our friend
1: Chad in uh, at Ace Motorcycles and Scooters in Chicago has got a uh, electronic ignition that has a socket on it. That you can actually hook up to the USB on your computer. Really? Yes. Wow. And you can then adjust your patterns for your bike. So basically, doing some mapping for your uh, non-fuel injected motorcycle. Wow. So I was gonna say
0: that's damn near fuel injection. Isn't it
1: cool to be yeah. able to adjust your uh, advance and retard based on how you want your power delivery to be? Uh, so if you've got a bike, are you designing or building a motorcycle that's going to be more of an off-the-line bike? The only if other ignition I've seen like that is Bortec. Bortec, yeah. yeah, yeah. And so this is pretty cool that you'll be able to go ahead and throw it on your laptop mm-hmm. and uh, and very easily adjust that unit to give you. Let's just say you want a little more. Uh, you want a little more grunt on the bottom end when you're launching. Mm-hmm. You know, at around uh, you know 3,200 RPM, then you could go ahead and uh, you could dial in a, a little more retard on that. Uh, Hmm. Or if you wanted a bike that's going to be your long-distance highway hauler, you might be able to put a little more advance on there. And so that's great to give you something beyond normal factory parameters. Yeah, Uh, pretty cool. I think that's really smart. And to use that modern technology in these vintage motorcycles is very cool. I've got one of his units for a Honda CB750 at the Hmm. shop right now. So really uh, good stuff. That I love seeing new technology. I, I love yeah. for 30 year old motorcycles, 40 year old motorcycles.
0: It's yeah, I, I, I love that there's that much respect mm-hmm. for, for
1: that old bike. Yeah, yeah, how cool is it that we're gonna, you know, we're gonna say, okay, what, well, realistically, points and condensers, not the most problematic thing in the world, but still a weak link. Uh, right. Totally. Yeah, a weak link, and now we can address that with modern technology. That's very cool. And to be able to do it affordably and to do it, you know, install it in a couple hours.
0: Yeah, and, and really cool. And actually, with the Pamco, it's not installed in a couple hours. It's installed in about ten minutes. Realistically, yeah, it's about yeah. A, about a fifteen or twenty minute install. You yeah, know. and and I I always th- I get blowback. It'll take from you longer to clean things up. True. Then it will take you to install it. <laughs> I get blowback from some people that are like hell bent on. Oh, uh, points and condensers have always worked. They're uh, perfectly fine. Yep. But it, what did we see? What what happened to me the day I brought home the CB five
1: hundred? Oh, we went out on a ride. Right. What your, happened? Your points, points shifted. and so done. therefore on the side of the road. And I can guarantee that if I had an electronic
0: ignition in the bike, that wouldn't have happened. Well, and with points, there's you get arc back, mm-hmm. you know, which is constantly changing your gap. Absolutely. Yep. It, it's wearing down your points. It's right. it's the the arc is bad, and. Uh, you know, you don't get that with an electronic yeah, yeah. ignition.
1: It was a great solution in the 40s. True. You know, it's wonderful. Points worked great. Breaker points yeah. worked fine. But the fact that, you know, we've got these things that are so available to us. So uh, that's one of the things, if you're going to be building your motorcycle, don't overlook your ignition system because that's where we see a lot of the problems is we'll see a bike that's just, the points are just out of adjustment. The yeah. points are just worn out. Or there's a little piece of schmutz in there Mm -hmm. that's causing it to not hit every time. I don't know how many
0: times I've been on a motorcycle forum and somebody's Mm -hmm. like, help please. Oh, yeah. Left cylinder, not firing. It's like, it's your points, dude. Yeah. You You want to test it? Pull
1: your lead off your spark plug, Mm -hmm. hold it an inch away from your spark plug, and what happens? All of a sudden, the cylinder starts firing again. Yep. Yeah, it's a tough one.
0: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You peeing again? Yeah, well, Let's so. sign off. Oh,
1: we're going to sign off? Oh, yeah,
0: cool. we should because we we're, kind of... <laughs> we're, we're into it. Are we into it? Oh, we're over an hour. Oh,
1: goodness gracious. Yeah.
0: We should clip that. We should trim it back. All right, so
1: uh, we're going to do a quick sign-off. Thank you guys so much for listening. Welcome back to the Cleveland Moto Podcast. I know we've been away for a long time. But we've been productive. We have. We've been building stuff. So we hope you've been building stuff too. We hope to come out and... Uh, See what you've been building. Come out, ride with us. Always look us up. Once again, it's Cleveland Moto is the website. You can now find us on www.clevelandmoto.com. Mm-hmm. You can also find us on www.clevelandmoto.blogspot.com.
0: That's well. where you'll find this podcast. Where you'll
1: find this podcast. And uh, once again, it's worth every penny you pay for
0: it. All three of them.
1: <laughs> Have a good night.
0: Thank you for listening to Cleveland Moto. If you have comments or topic suggestions, you can leave them at our blog at www.clevelandmoto.blogspot.com or visit our website at www.clevelandmoto.com.